You're listening to Resident Advisors Exchange. I'm Martha. Thank you for joining us. This week, your guide is writer, DJ, label owner, Theo Fabumi Stone, who has interviewed the first lady of Jamaica's favourite forward-thinking Equinox crew. It's Shanique Marie. Gigi's house is here for everybody right now in COVID, for everybody to step in and find a piece of that house for your home, to sit down and release and put your bags down and take your shoes off and relax, rest, heal. (laughs) Gigi's house is me basically saying, I'm here to stay, come and heal with me, like come and breathe with me, come and refresh with me, come and rejuvenate with me. Having toured the world, creating music with the eclectic sonic palette of Equinox, Shanique Marie released her debut solo album, Gigi's House, this summer. To learn more about the record, Theo spoke to Shanique over the internet, and you'll hear them chat about using MSN Messenger to connect with local artists, Shanique's opinions on social media and all about her fitness journey and how that's interacted with her music. Oh, and make sure that you keep listening right to the end to find out who Gigi from the LP is based on. I hope that you have a wonderful listen to Shanique Marie on RA's Exchange. You're listening to Theo Fabumi Stone. I'm here with Shanique Marie, and we're going to be doing a little RA exchange. How are you, Shanique? I'm great, Theo. How are you? Sending plenty of sunshine from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, we need it. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this weekend's been quite um, up and down. There's a festival this weekend, actually. Um, it's still going Must on right now, nice. actually. Yeah, Must no, it's... be nice. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. I forget that um, we're all working at different paces. But like we were talking about, we're both uh, feeling some levels of restriction right now. I'm self-isolating yeah. and you're telling me about uh, some of the restrictions that are happening in mm-hmm. Jamaica at the moment. Yeah, but we're just pushing through, you know, trying to make the most of the circumstances. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty... Um, a peculiar <laughs> year mm. or past two years for everyone but you know we're just you know just just making sure that we do all that we can so that when things free up and the place opens up we have made use of the time and we are ready to get back out there mm. I feel like when the world opens up everything is just going to go at massive speed yeah I, that's that's kind of what it felt like this when I dipped into the festival this weekend actually <laughs> like I, I was ex- it was a strange one I don't know what I was expecting but um things were moving a lot more quicker than I anticipated but yeah I, I'm excited to talk to you so I'm glad you managed to make some time to chat the thanks for having me no not at all <laughs> um yeah interesting I guess the past year has been quite challenging for a lot of reasons and I remember re- watching an interview with you and Gav and then Equinox family and talking around um, just how you come up with some of your ideas kind of on the fly and quite organically and I wonder has that process been hampered at all um, yeah just for not being in each other's close proximity uh, you know not so much so um, or should, I should say to an extent. So we're not necessarily able to link up in the studio, but technology has made it so the process can still go on seamlessly. Uh, so I'm still sending voice notes to Gavin with um, song ideas. He's still sending voice notes to me. And I can tell you, Gavin's voice notes, when he's trying to sing a melody to me, I feel like a magician when I have to create a melody of whatever it is that he has sent me because Gavin's singing voice is, we won't even get into that. But yeah, so we're still sending voice notes to each other. And then he's, you know, 
creating instrumentals from that. And so the work continues, you know, it, it hasn't, I mean, it hasn't prevented us from getting stuff done. And as you would have noticed in the past um, year, since the COVID lockdown, Equinox has not faltered on putting out music. We are still working. As we say here in Jamaica, work we are work and a chicken we are jerk. You know, so even though COVID has made it a little harder for us to get together in person, it definitely hasn't stopped us from doing what we love, which is, you know, making the good stuff for you guys. Yeah, that's definitely true. I've seen you guys are so prolific, the amount of <laughs> projects and the amount of crew members <laughs> and everything coming out. It's always, yeah, it's always exciting. I guess as well, it's so unique, the setup you have as well, in a sense that it's a label, collective, producers, mm -hmm. singers. It's very rarely do you have to look outside of your bubble to, to get things done. So I imagine right. it, it must have been, yeah, you could even just honing even even deeper for the last year or two there wasn't any yeah. external yeah external needs from anyone really you know we we i mean we do we do little collaborations we bring in our friends um our circles are very not saying that we're not open to working with new people you know but um we believe in family and so we like to we like to search from our own so you know we have our extended family like um Swing Ting, Hipsters Don't Dance, like, you know, Exile the Brave, uh, just a lot of our external family that we'll reach out to um, when we want a little flavor from the external. Uh, but I am very grateful that our collective is just swarmed with such talented people that we are really able to get just about anything done. Yeah, maybe I'm also aware that um, I'm, I know a bit about your background and the Equinox journey so far, but maybe um, for those who don't know, quickly maybe just run through how you came to be part of the <laughs> Equinox crew. Uh, ah, this some story. Very fun, very fun <laughs> stories, yeah, I've heard and then seen. Um, I will try to condense it, make it compact. Uh, because I am the worst storyteller ever and I am like I go around and around in circles and circles and circles and up the road and round the road and but the long and short of it is um I started singing since when I was very very small and many persons realized from very early that I was a powerhouse um, uh, a very, very, very big voice packed into a four nine, <laughs> four feet nine inches tall body. Uh, so by the time I got to age sixteen, my voice was really coming along quite nicely, and um, I started doing little stuff with like left side um, and some other um, local producers. And a friend of mine that lived in the complex that I was living in at the time, she was like, oh, my gosh, like I have these friends and I would love for you to meet them. They're like a really big upcoming group of producers and, you know, they get stuff done. So at the time it was MSN Messenger, <laughs> even though I'm only 16. <laughs> <laughs> showing your age <laughs> <laughs> so it was at the time it was msn messenger and i ended up adding gavin to my msn messenger and we would talk but i grew up in a very traditional family and in jamaica a lot of the traditional families they don't really like the whole idea of a young girl in the studio lock up with a bag of man smoking weed you know all those things it's not safe you know good for a young girl to be there so my mom wasn't really i couldn't really go to her and be like hey mom i'm gonna go to this this random studio with these random guys and so every time 
we had made an, you know, like set a date to link up at the studio for her to introduce me to them. It just wouldn't happen. And I think Gavin basically gave up. Like, you'll, you'll probably hear him say in previous interviews that he thought I was a ghost, that the girl was literally making me up. Fast track to university now. I'm, I'm broken now. I'm bust out. I'm, an, I'm a young adult that can turn my key and do what I want. So I had a few friends. I was quite the socialite and I was friends with a lot of, like a lot of my young friends, they were party promoters. And at the time, the way to promote parties was to get somebody to take like one of the popular songs and change the lyrics and put the lyrics or put the information for the party to the song. So my friend Wayne, he called me and he was like, hey, I want you to do an ad for the party for me, please. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, no problem. You know, friends do these things for friends. At the time, I wasn't really singing. I had stopped singing. I had um, developed vocal nodules and I had kind of just, just had some not so great run-ins in the industry and I was just like oh I want nothing to do with this and I kind of just focused on school and so that night Twain took me to this studio down in Vineyardtown so we get into the studio the studio is dark with just the lights from the computer screen in there I'm like lord of mercy because I'm from the uptown <laughs> and I had never been in Vineyardtown <laughs> So I didn't know where I was. I had no idea where I was. I didn't drive. They drove me down there. And I was like, Lord, Father God, protect me because I don't know where I am. Anyways, I go in. I see this very strange looking, not strange, but very mysterious is the word I want to use. Mysterious looking um, brown guy sitting in the corner in the dark. So I'm like, Hello. I don't know who that is. <laughs> and so another guy came now and he was taking the vocals. Anyway, I did the ad pretty quickly with harmonies and, you know, made up the, put the, the, the information for the party in a way that it really fit in the song and whatever. And so when I was done, like they were saying, yo, you're bad still. Like that was, impressive like you did that so fast and doubled and harmonies and all of those things and then but the mysterious guy in the corner he never spoke which made him stand out even more because he's not saying anything and he obviously was like somebody of importance so I'm looking at him now and I'm saying to myself but this guy looks really familiar like he looks really 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 familiar and i'm trying to pick up where i know him from but i had added him on high five all the social media platforms all of them come out what about bieber (laughs) (laughs) i had added him on high five and i remembered seeing pictures of him and i said to myself oh my god that's the guy so i looked at him and I said excuse me excuse me (laughs) is your name Gavin and he's like you know Gavin's voice deep who asking (laughs) so I said oh my gosh do you know a girl named Carol and he was like yeah why and I said I'm the girl I'm the girl I'm the girl who she's been telling you about I'm the girl that was talking to you on MSN messenger and it's like everybody, they couldn't believe. And it was so ironic because I think that must have been like four years later or five years later. You know what I mean? So it was crazy. And from I started like going down there a few days, you know, to hang out. And like Gavin would ask me to like do little background vocals and stuff. And he was like, yo, you're really good. You need to, why aren't you singing? And I told him, you know, about some of the experiences that I had um, previously that weren't so favorable. And just the, the vibe just wasn't, 
what I felt I wanted. And at the time, persons were pushing me into raw dancehall. And that wasn't really, or let me not say raw dancehall, but just because dancehall is raw, but just pure dancehall. And I, I'm, I wanted to be a singer and not necessarily just like skin out, cock up on it. That's not really what, you know? So, I, so he was like, all right, well, I want you to be a part of the group. And so after that, Gavin, little Joe, Jaova Evil, um, God rest his soul, and I, we were like inseparable. And then, of course, I just integrated into the group. And they've been stuck with me, or should I say I've been stuck with them <laughs> ever since. So, yeah. I tried to make it short. <laughs> Some stories need the full spectrum. I, I enjoyed hearing it all. Nah, especially uh, Gavin's role sitting in the dark corner. It sounds like Gavin. <laughs> yeah, very, very Gavinist. <laughs> um, in that in that period, I guess from I think it was maybe two thousand five. I remember seeing two thousand nine that you weren't. Um, yeah, from meeting Gavin, I guess, or meeting him on MSN to then actually getting to meet him. In that space of time, you said you, there was maybe some unfavourable experiences, but I guess musically, during that period, what were you, because I guess you you had the, some people in the industry kind of had their own opinions of what, what music you should be singing. Yeah. But what, what were you listening to and what were you kind of like, what were you wanting to be? to be doing musically um, during that period, pre-Equinox, I guess. Um, so jazz is something that I've always been listening to. Ella Fitzgerald is my mother in another life. <laughs> um, and then I kind of segued into um, the Erica Badu, the Lauren Hill. They molded me for sure. And and then locally too, like I would listen to a lot of um, like Cynthia Schloss and Marcia Griffiths. Um, but you can't forget like the Dion Warwick and the Anita Baker. And so so for me, it was like a lot of a lot of jazz and a lot of soul and R and B um, that I would listen to. Um, I. I honestly didn't listen to a lot of, I listened to dancehall, like, of course, Vice Cartel, which young person in Jamaica was not listening to Vice Cartel. <laughs> um, and of course, Wayne Marshall and, and the works. So that's really what I was listening to, you know, pre-Equinox. I'll say, though, that I was also kind of limited in my view of what I could sing as a Jamaican and a lot of um a lot of Jamaican artists tend to do that where oh we feel that we have to either just sing reggae or we have to just sing dancehall and being a part of the group really exposed me like Gavin, Nick, um, Jordan they all pulled out of me like Things I didn't know I was able to do as a, as a vocalist. I knew that I could sing and I knew that I was good. But the versatility that I had in me, like, I didn't know. And there were things that were just, I just thought they were just odd. Like, Gavin would ask me to do some things and I'm like, no, that just sounds weird. <laughs> what the hell? No, I'm not doing that. And then I would do it and it may not be palatable to the average like local market here but internationally like people have gobbled up our music like you know and I've learned to just be me and to trust the process and be open to being different to being unique and standing out, like being different and doing what feels fun and natural. That's who you really are and that's what you really want to do. And so I'm really thankful to them for bringing out my craziness and my fun, quirky behavior as a musician, you know? 
You were talking very interestingly about um, trusting the process and being, yeah, true to yourself and just really kind of delving into into the odd sound that Equinox has uh, become infamous for. But I see that, and even talking to you, I guess each of those steps have kind of evolved. You've evolved as an artist and in your most recent project, yeah, it'd be really interesting to hear how you think you've maybe evolved from Coconut Jelly Man and, and that that, pro that project. Um, because there's clearly been, there's always clearly been growth in terms of from each little milestone we've talked about so far. Um, how have I evolved? Wow, you know, as you mentioned, Coconut Jelly Man. <laughs> to think, it's been about five years since Coconut Jelly Man has been out. Wow. Uh, if we're going to look at Uno as my first EP and now Gigi's House as my first album, it's, it's always so funny how life affects us and, and our creativity and exposure. I think all the years of our extensive touring has allowed me more and more and more to let go of, because growing up Jamaican, it's like you, you almost grow up with these inevitable bonds where you're just like oh I can't sing about this or I can't talk about that or you know um it's not appropriate to do this you think about your family and you're like oh I can't sing that because I don't want to you know reflect negatively with Uno it was my first real body of work that I was presenting to the world I was so fresh on the scene so new with with Gigi's house it's almost like there's been marination and seasoning you know what I mean um and there's so much more depth in this album there's so much more heart and soul in it which is why there are so many different ways to, to look at the, the, the name of the album, Gigi's House. And I've been saying this, you know, with other people that I've interviewed with, that Gigi's House is here for everybody right now in COVID, for everybody to step in and find this, a piece of that house for your home to sit down and release and put your bags down and take your shoes off and relax, rest, heal, <laughs> you know, that, that Uno was really for enjoyment and to, to, to talk about what's happening in that moment and to say, hey, hi, I'm Shanique Marie, welcome me here. Gigi's house is me basically saying, I'm here to stay, come and heal with me, like, come and breathe with me come and refresh with me come and rejuvenate with me and the album is so diverse that I know that there's at least one song on each album that I mean one song on the album that will relate to someone and that will touch someone and I see more and more of that coming as the years go by and I listen to music that I've made um, and hanging around other people. As you know, um, Alana Stewart from Banjay, she's on the album. And she really brought some amazing background vocals to the track. And like I've learned from her too, even with my with layering of projects that I'm working on now, it's just the journey. It's a constant evolution, you know? So I... I'm so grateful for where I am now with Gigi's house, how I'm sounding, 
what I'm putting out. And I literally can't wait to see what my next project is going to be like, how much more growth I can actually achieve, you know? Definitely, yeah. That The the one with uh, Alana Stewart, the P3, I think that's one of my, my favourite tracks. I was there. just listening to P3 while I was yeah. getting ready. That's, I think that deep down inside, that's my favourite track. Yeah, I love it. I think that, um, but you know what, there's so many, you're right, there's so many different tracks on there. I think every time I listen to the album, I have a new favourite. My new favourite yeah. uh, is Grow. At Grow! First, yeah, at first it wasn't even top three, you know. And yeah. then, then, like, today, rinsing it before talking to you, I was like, yeah, grow, grow my heart. You know when you're outside the room and you're listening to it from another room and you come back and you're like, what's this one? What's this one? That what was, is this one? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, it literally grew on me. It's literally a grower. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really interested in what you were talking about with Gigi's house and uh, the level of depth versus um, your previous Uno um, as an EP. And it just seems like it's a lot more intimate, uh, even with names like, yeah, government name, Grow, um, even down to the fact that you did the artwork yourself, it just seems a lot more closer to home. Yeah. And I just wonder what, what, was, um, what was the process for getting to that place, that, that feeling of comfortability and, and at ease almost? Um, to be very honest, so many things shifted in my life that really brought it there. Um, I was in a relationship before that really wasn't, and no offense to the guy that I was with, he's a really, really great person, um, but he wasn't serving me. And it is so easy for us to lose ourselves trying so hard to feel to be what we feel we need to be for someone else and so I had I was struggling just with like hormone issues and just so even though I was performing and still performing at top level like I was battling with you know just just wanting to be happy and so um two years prior when I left that relationship and started to work on myself and then without looking because I surely wasn't looking um my partner now really walked into my life well had always been there someone I knew for a very long time but walked in and kind of lifted me up like hey you are amazing and then that um, he started to help me like work on my health with my exercising and I hate exercising it is the most annoying process ever and to think that the minute you stop exercising your body is just like plop okay <laughs> that annoys me <laughs> but um, I managed to lose like um, I was at like 160 pounds I'm now at 132 pounds. Like I, once I started to feel better within myself and started to, that, that started to affect how I felt about myself emotionally, mentally. And that just allowed my creative juices to flow even more. And so that is how, I started working on Gigi's house in the COVID. Like I, I just thought I want this album, my first album. I want people to feel it and to, to feel like they have a part of me with them. And I want other people to, who are experiencing things like this to feel motivated from the album I want the album to be positive but still address things that are happening so you know it is as you said the word you use very intimate it is a very intimate um album some of the things are not things I experienced myself but it's almost like I felt guided by God putting this album together like I felt like it was this album is here to really I keep using the word heal to really heal a lot of people and to really help people get through this 
crazy unprecedented time that we're going through where we are so disoriented and not grounded and just feeling like we're we don't know our up from our down we don't know if we're going or we're coming you know I at least want for those few minutes when people are listening to Gigi's house that they can feel like nothing else matters and everything is okay for those few minutes and to to give them a feeling of positive energy that will help them when they're no longer listening to it to be able to go out there and do whatever it is they need to do. It's very beautiful. I think I think the the relatability aspect of things you're talking about as well. I think although not even knowing all that backstory, there's this kind of feeling of um I mean the first track name is Give Thanks, but I mean there's a feeling of <laughs> oh, um, yeah. <laughs> But there's, I think there's a feeling of like of, uh, of healing on this on this album, just even sonically. But yeah, like you said, I think everyone going through this kind of very parallel experience of kind of having to yeah. self-reflect uh. and really kind of uh, dig maybe deeper. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel you. Um, but even sonically on on the project as well, there's um, tight tight crew from Gavin to Balraj and there. Uh, some of the swing thing mm-hmm. crew as well. Cause I think they're they're on the first give thanks track on the first right. track. How how is it working with with everyone? I mean we're talking COVID times when you wrote it. So imagine like you said a lot of uh, voice notes and uh trying to figure out melodies over the phone. You know, funnily enough, even though Gavin and I get at each other like brother and sister, my mom says my mom calls Gavin her unofficial son. Because we are literally like siblings. We argue like siblings. But I know if there's anybody in this world who has my back, it's Gavin Blair, for sure. Um, But um, Gavin, Balraj and I, we have a group called Team Shanique. (laughs) And that's where all the conversation takes place. All the planning, all the decision-making, and I am so grateful for that group chat because we're all so far from each other and just not able to access each other, you know? And yet having that group there is like our lifeline. It's like when we're in the group chat, we're all together. Um, It feels like we're all together. Um, Sometimes we jump on the video call or we jump on the Zoom. And, you know, it's been actually, like, so smooth. Like, we just all click and we all get each other. And so I haven't, like, had an experience where we've had any, like, disruptive conversations or anything like that. It's like everybody is so mature. We're all so mature. Um, we all understand each other very well and get each other. We're like a family. So we, we, we know how to gauge each other. We know how to listen to each other and to voice our, um, our opinions in a way that is, you know, in a way that we can all understand and appreciate kind of thing. So it's been amazing working with them on this album and, um, I really couldn't have Gigi's house doing as well as it is if it wasn't for Balraj and, you know, of course, Gavin's production. It's, I love them. I love them. Hashtag Team Shanique. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that is great to hear. <laughs> Everyone needs, that's a great team to be a part of, I'm sure. Um, interesting. With, with I've always wondered what is the the transatlantic connection between you and Manchester. There's a, it seems to be a place very close to your heart from, Oh yes. I, I'm pretty sure there's a track called Manchester, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we, yes. <laughs> and a video. Go and check a, yeah, there is, I've seen <laughs> And we shot that video in Manchester um, mm. because it was only fitting to do so. Uh, the connection between, I'm so sorry, Olympics has me like, What's what's the, the um what's what's going on right now? Oh no! Well, this morning it was the men's one hundred, and of course, 
yesterday it was the finals, the women's yeah. finals. So you know that I'm pardon me if you hear me yawning. <laughs> I'm not my I'm not getting enough sleep because the hours are so weird getting up in the hours to watch these these Olympic um, it's an exciting time. I just and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the so, uh, the women's relay. That was uh bad we batted it up. Yeah, yeah. And the 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 100 meter is you mean the 100 meter relay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. That was oh god, that was hard. Oh my heart was like, <laughs> oh not that we expected anything different, but you know still. Yeah. Um, but um you were asking me about oh gosh, I forgot Manchester. Manchester, Manchester. so yeah. So um the UK is like a second home to me. I've been coming to the UK or going because I'm not there. So I've been going, not coming. Oh, by the way, my first degree is in literature and English. So you will find me doing things like that. <laughs> I've been going to the UK since I was about 12. Um, my cousins and my aunt are there. And I love them um, so much. And they're in Kilburn. So that's like a, a, a second base for me. But Manchester is home. It's home. It's cold as hell and always wetty, wetty. Always wet and rainy and gloomy when you're there. But, but the vibes, like, I love my peeps and especially swing thing. You know, they are, as I said, they're family. So when we're there, it's just, it's just home. Just being there with Balraj, Fox, Joey B, Platt, um, Chimpo, um, Dell, Tarnish, Big Ben. Uh, like, there's so many so many people like I shouldn't even call names because there's so many names like it's our family it's such a big group of mass of people that we have there that that we're like yeah these are our fam you know so Manchester is a special special place to us and performing performing at soup kitchen every time to with the mad vibes it's just crazy the vibes is just always up you know so Big up Finn. How could I not say Finn? That's why I, I don't gonna, call names, you know. That's see, why I, was, I don't call names. I was going to add Finn because I was listening to Lifey as well earlier ah, today. I've been going through it all today. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Lifey got have, a wheel up. We got, some, we got some work to do too. So uh, we should be linking up soon to give you guys some more stuff for 2022. Yeah, oh, Lifey is just a buzz. And you know, Movers, I, sh- I recorded Movers in Manchester. I recorded it in Manchester in 2017, I think it was, or 2018, yeah. And then Finn was like, no, man, we need to add another one. And I said, and, and he sent me Life Instrumental, and I was just like, okay, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I've got the perfect song for this. <laughs> yeah. You know, the connection is so strong, and it? it doesn't, seems very natural as well. Like it, yeah, it all yeah. seems to work very well, even though you're miles apart. Um, but yeah grateful for that that's why we have to give thanks every day Uh, there's um, it's interesting what you're talking about earlier in terms of some of your inspirations Um, you said uh, Lauren Hill uh, Marcia Griffiths um, Eliza Fitzgerald all really interesting and very different singers uh, and even on this project itself, the kind of different sounds that are coming through from, yeah, yeah the dancehall sound, R&B to more like pop sensibilities. There's, yeah, yeah it's, I'm wondering what you were tapping into in, in that space is, um, yeah, for it to come across so many different, yeah, talk me through through that creative space that kind of how those songs came to be. Uh, let's see. All right, so... Um, let's kind of go one by one. Give thanks. That, of course, you know, is the acoustic version to 
the original. It's like one, two, three. So um, the acoustic, um, that was Bal's idea. And he was like, you know, hey, you know how Bal's song, hey, I think it would be great if you know. <laughs> we did an acoustic version so um and as i said i grew up as a jazz vocalist so you'll find that the most natural thing for me to do is jazz something out so that was how give thanks i just kind of just went with the flow for that ballad you know funnily enough when i thought of ballad I thought of Diana King. I kind of thought of her, um, just that movement from that that rough girl, but still great vocal quality. Managa you stressing me, you know. I kind of thought of her when I was doing that, um, and then I felt uh, artistically. And if you're going to look at it from a literary perspective as art, um, it was really important to do like the chorus of that song in a very light, wispy kind of jazz kind of sound, just to show the difference in, in mood within the song. It's almost like here is a woman, she's basically telling you very calmly that she's reclaiming herself she's not going to allow herself to be lost in you but then just in case you think she's a pushover she just come body top on you with the dance with, with the patwa you know that kind of you know i can't fit then she goes back this way stop asking to stay kind of you know so that's valid Big up Michael Vincent Waller for that one. That is, so Give Thanks and that song are the two songs that were externally produced. So that one was actually produced by Michael Vincent Waller. And yeah, that, I really, he really did a good job with um, putting that one, fixing that one up. Then after Ballard comes, I don't even remember the order of the songs anymore because sometimes I, I shuffle them when I'm listening to them. So government name government name was gavin's idea altogether and i'm so glad that he thought of it because you know and from that no kind of that was a marcia griffiths kind of channel in there if you, you get that vibe and it's quite similarly so for married man but also, I also kind of was channeling a sister Nancy for Married Man. If you get the, if you notice that the, um, the the candor and the tonation is there. government name, run me down, you know me government name. So that one was a little bit different. Um, ah, not government name. Ah, Married Man. Even though you are, yes, yeah, sorry, Married Man. So that one was more Sister Nancy. Government name was more Marcia Griffiths. Um, P3. Wait, we don't reach P3 yet. P3 is next, but I don't want to talk about P3 yet. Girl. Girl, no. Gavin sent me that reading, you know. And I was just like, what am I going to put on this? And then I was just like, yo, I'm going to give the spoken word. I didn't even know how people were going to accept or absorb that song like i was just like people probably going to be like oh what is what is this <laughs> no poetry but i want that song to be a morning ritual i want to see some people with some plants listening to that song playing that song for their plants you know getting up in the morning and looking at themselves in the mirror and being like yo i'm gonna manifest in myself today i am going to speak the spoken word over my life with guidance from the almighty of what I want to be. And I have to believe in myself first. And if I don't believe in myself, then nobody else can believe in me. And that's just how life is. If you don't push yourself first and believe in yourself first, 
then nothing will fall into place. You have to set the you have to set the wavelength and you have to set the energy and you have to say, do you have to say my ring fell off? So that's a sign that it's the truth. <laughs> you have to say, this is what I want for my life. I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to make this happen in my life. And I have to believe it with all my might and all my will. You know? So that one now, if you notice, the chorus has several voices. It's like, it's like all the voices of conviction in your head. Like, I just want to make you an Elevate your mind so you can grow, grow. So that's girl. Drugging now. I love that I'm getting a live performance, by the way, ah, all these songs. Yeah, yeah. You haven't performed in, in a couple in a year now. No, so this, is, so this counts as your first live performance. Everybody listening right now is getting like a, an exclusive DJ's house performance. So Michael Vincent Waller, um, he's, so for Ballard, he's a producer and he, that's his alter ego, MVW. But in Drugging, he is the classical pianist that he is as Michael Vincent Waller. So he plays on that track. And of course, we have um, Alana Stewart from Bonjay is there in the, in the back vocals. Amazing. Drugging. Um, I really wanted to give that kind of blues, New Orleans kind of energy. Um, and it's just talking about, the song is just talking about someone who is in a love lost and is just trying to cope. But I also kind of felt like a lot of people who are just in a life lost, so they're not dead. But right now, a lot of people are going through COVID, just kind of going through the motions, feeling like they've lost so much of them, just of life, <laughs> you know? A lot of us feel like we're just zombies right now, just kind of waiting for the grand awakening. So with drugging, it's it's just talking, it's talking about a love lost, but it's also so relatable to just how people just trying to cope, yo. I've been drugging, rubbing, doing all things wrong. Like you just trying to find a vice <laughs> to get through this period. So that's why I kind of wanted, um, that's why we've, I felt like it was important to, to give that, that, that rhythm and blues vibes because we are, it's the blues. This song is, it's, a, it's not, you know, it's a, I'm really going through it right now. And a lot of people are really just going through it right now. And so that, if the, the, the way the piano comes in, the grand piano and, and um, the, the eerie vocals with that, with that chorus, um, you know, that big choral kind of chorus, choir kind of chorus, you know, it, it's, it, it takes you back to, to that, um, almost kind of back to even as far back as slavery with those, um, with those, not hymnals, but like, you know, those, it's oh my gosh, I can't, yeah, like it's, it's, it's just taking you back to that time in the church and the, mm. yeah, so that's drugging. And then P3 is just a song about, is a song about you loving your damn self. And social media right now is wrecking people's minds thinking that we got to be here to be whatever people want us to be on social media. Even I have found myself like using social media to judge if like I am enough. And sometimes you have to just draw for yourself and say, whoa, girl, like, don't forget who you are, what you have to offer this world, what your purpose is, because everyone has a purpose on this earth. Right? So P3, now that look like the girl name on social media, big friend, and a PB clock like mother M, so no bother them. Because what do you want? Need to do, need to do, 
need to do come in a day if you play easier. So that's P3. Not here to please a soul but yourself. And that's the uh, focus. If if uh, anyone hasn't heard the album yet, I'm pretty sure after these little 30 <laughs> second previews, they're going to click in and, and listen oh, to the whole damn thing. If I go band camp, go iTunes, <laughs> go get on in every online platform and check out Gigi's host. Um, quality time sound system. I really love quality time sound system. It's a long ass song, but it was such a fun freestyle. Like I was just freestyling the heck out of that rhythm. <laughs> and it's just that song is literally turn that song on, go do your laundry. You know, a lot of times we don't realize that chores are great for self-help and, and mental health. Turn that song on, let it run. It's a good five minutes. <laughs> Turn it on, go make your bed, go do your laundry, go make some breakfast, wash up those dishes, clear your clutter so you can clear your space and clear your mind. So, so. funny you say that. I literally was doing exactly that before. Yeah, it's cool, and I think it's uh during lockdown when we're kind of in the, the peak of it. We used to, I used to have these things called hands days, which means I just have to be like off my laptop and do things with my hands. Yeah, have to. And, like, have to. it was the best time to listen to things. It was the best time for like clarity of thought. It's just doing. You come up, you even come up with ideas. You become creative in those spaces just because your I'm mind is doing you. one single I'm task. And just giving yourself the headspace. And it's so think. great for mindfulness as well. Like you, you'd be surprised how relieved you are in that moment when you're so busy and your brain is so active. It, it really gives you good endorphins too and makes you feel better. So that's also what I want to say about the exercise thing as well. That um, I used to play football a lot. And I haven't yeah. really been doing it in the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, COVID and even a little bit before that. But the only, re- like, the reason I really do it and enjoy enjoy exercise now is great for, for fitness and whatever. But mental health, I feel so much better after exercising. Like, it's, re- I, and I always forget it'll be like two, three weeks. I'm like, haven't exercised. I'm like, why am I yeah. feeling? And I tell, a lot of, I tell a lot of friends too, because when we think of exercise, we think of uh, lifting weights, doing mm-hmm. hard, heavy stuff. But, you know, just for brain flow, blood flow, I mean, sorry, and, and, um, and cardiovascular health. It's so just turn on some music and dance and jump up and down and make a fool of yourself. <laughs> You'd be surprised doing that for 15 to 30 minutes. That's great for you for the day. Like, run up and down, cartwheel, do a split if you can split, stretch, um, walk up and down, up the stairs, down the stairs, walk around the house, bend down, pick up stuff. Like, just be active. Just be active. Turn on your music and just vibe. It's made a yeah. big difference. One of the um, questions I've been meaning to ask you, which yeah it's it's you guys do it so well you find this like really interesting balance i mean on some tracks like like p3 our mutually favorite track um <laughs> <laughs> the song is so inviting it's got this pep pop sensibility and catchy rhythms but it's got this like expansive sound really sultry inviting inviting vocals but then it's got this almost like weird ticking metronome thing in the back that kind of punctuates the the bass and it's just like how do you find that really amazing balance of like something so inviting and so like nice but then also this weirdness that kind of overtones that uh that you guys have always been quite great for i remember even on like stuff like bird song and the bird noises yeah, like, all, yeah. The, all the weird like the glockenspiel and some track so how, how have you what is the problem give us a little peek behind the curtain of of that process that allows you to have I'm, weird stuff. I am the worst person <laughs> to ask this because Gavin is the best person to ask this. Gavin and Jordan alike and, and Nick as well as producers, um, they really naturally just have a knack for what is un, unusual, quote-unquote unusual. I can't really talk to those stuff because... 
I just let them, you know, I, I've taught them all they know. <laughs> um, so it's kind of hard for me to give you a sneak peek um, on the process, but I can tell you for sure that um, there, the process involves the most unconventional stuff. I could be talking to Gavin and I'm in the studio. I don't know that he's recording. I sneeze or I laugh or I say something. And then Gavin samples the hell out of that. And that becomes, and sometimes you say something and then you hear a sound in the, in the instrumental that sounds like a piece of wood, like somebody knocking a piece of wood. And then you'll be like, oh, what's that? Is that like somebody knocking on a door? And then he'll be like, oh, no, that was last week when you laughed out in the studio. And I'm like, huh? How did you even, like, how? So there are magicians, really. And that's, you know, a magician. I can't tell you their tricks. That's just about the answer I can give you. That's, that's <laughs> good enough. That's enough, that's enough of a taste. <laughs> But uh, also as well, you mentioned as well that you've got, this is Team Shanique on this one. You've got Baraj, you've got Gavin on the WhatsApp Yeah, group. and big up the Shanique Marie merch. Hey. Yes, yes. website is going to be launched this week. So, and you can go on and order your merch that are color. all hand done by me. Yeah, thanks. Peppermint green. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is a unique um, crop top color. I don't have mm. a lot of them, so... When it launches, like people are gonna have to get on that quick. On the team, Shanique, um, how how does this or how has this process differed from like an Equinox album or an Equinox project? Because obviously, very very different. It's no different. Ah, Gavin is still stressing me out. Same way. <laughs> <laughs> the process ain't no different. It's just that um, with this, I have, I can rough him up a lot more and say, no, I don't want that. <laughs> That's the only difference. <laughs> that, the process that, that, is the same. That must make, a, a, even though it sounds, well, that must make quite a difference in terms of you being the it stops with you really in terms of mm -hmm. the decision making and mm -hmm, it's, I guess mm -hmm. what allows you to find your unique voice. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And what I appreciate is that um, Gav consults with me on every project that we're doing for Equinox because I think my voice is on almost every single Equinox project, whether it's actual vocals or samples or, or just consulting in terms of, um, because I, I was theoretically trained. So, you know, Gavin will consult with me like with chords and stuff. Um, but with, with this album, Gavin really, really uh, really took the whole idea of that um, female power and empowerment like he he really didn't force anything at me um he would give his opinions like shan i think maybe that tone maybe doesn't really work but it was never like a yo that naga work it was like, a, this is my opinion. And because I trust him so much, like, you know, I'd say, all right, Gav, I can review this. Or I'd be like, no, Gav, I really like that part that I want it to be there. And he'll be like, all right, Chaz. You know, so, yeah. That's, yeah. That really made it, it even made it even more personal. Like, even made it even more my project because it was really executive produced by me with Gavin's guidance and yeah direction okay I don't think I've got too many questions I've got a question here about future projects but you've told me a little bit about you mentioned the little something you're working on with Finn mm -hmm. 
Um, any any other little fresh off the press notes you want to give us as well? I I might be working on something with red light. I might. Uh, yeah, I can't say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk after this. <laughs> I'll leave some stuff for the next interview. For sure. Yeah, no, I think I'm looking at my questions just now. Um, is there anything you wanted to discuss or talk about or mention on this? I feel like I've gone through all my questions, yeah. I feel like we kind of discussed everything. Um, I'm surprised you didn't ask me who's Gigi. Oh, it's still time, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> So Shanique, who's Gigi? <laughs> so Gigi is my mom. Mm. Um, um and this album is like a tribute to her. My mom. And I mean I have a very supportive family, like my aunt, my grandparents, um um my my dad so Gigi and Papa J those are my parents I love them ridiculously and they've been super supportive but my mom I grew up in a single parent home so Papa J is my stepdad but he's my dad mm. he's like the best ever but growing up in a single parent home, my biological my biological dad is he's always been integral, you know, he's been there. But it's always been um, my mom, like she's the rock of Gibraltar. She has never slept on my dreams, and never slept on making sure that there are opportunities created for me as long as she has the power to um, my well-being is always paramount to her and always at the forefront and nothing in this life that I have and that I am would be possible without her and all the love that she has poured into my life all the prayers that she has you know poured over my life so it was only fitting <laughs> to, to give this title of my first album. She has been my solace. So I'm sharing her house of solace with everyone. So that's Gigi's house. That's a beautiful way to end. Now I feel terrible for not asking who Gigi is. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, this is. <laughs> That's all right, Theo. No, That's not, all right. No, it's not really. Apologize so much. <laughs> no, this has been a this has been a great conversation, a great chat. I've been um, very bored all day, kind of waiting for this conversation because I've had to be Aww. indoors. So this is very. Yeah, very life-giving. Thank you for this. You're welcome, Theo. Thank you so much. No I had a blast. Have a good day. Say hello to the crew for me. They are I will, I will, I will. Yeah. No, I can go. Don't say that I eat my ackee and, and yes. okra and stuff. Oh, so much. oh, I was going to say that sounds so much better than what I'm having. I'm having jerk so wings, Sorry, actually. Theo. No, enjoy I it for me. FedEx some <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> Zip mail, yeah, let's see how it comes. Awesome. <laughs> but bless up, take care. Bye. Problems as them go by You told me you told that girl they bye bye But 
Get your bye bye, receipts you can't hide Holly wanna pack it, leaving condoms in your pocket I no science and no rocket, see the love me or you walking through the door Let me out of this nightmare Thank you for listening to RA's Exchange with Shanique Marie and Theo Fabumi Stone. I'll have a new episode for you next week. Until then, our full archive is available for you to take in. And if you find something you love, please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts as it helps get our stories to more ears. Leave me on.